0: Well, God is good. Thank you, sir. All the time. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. We uh, we finished up our uh frame of study that we've been on for the last several weeks, uh last Wednesday night. And um there's a um there's a scripture uh that has been on my mind and in my in my spirit for for some time, and I just I, I felt led uh, to talk about this tonight. And Chris, I'm going to be going to Acts chapter 13, uh, and we're gonna I'm going to read the first four verses in the King James version, uh, and um, that's what we're going to deal with tonight in our on uh, our focus on Scripture. We're going to focus on Acts chapter 13, verses one through four. Um. I want to talk tonight about transforming our worship to value Him. Uh, I feel like in the past uh, few years, and a lot of it has to do with the uh, the charismatic um, influx that's uh, uh, that's come in and it's amazing to me how uh, how much the uh, uh, charismatic uh, type style has infiltrated into apostolic worship uh, I mean it is really uh, infiltrated uh, and there is a lot of things and um, you know, not going into detail because I don't want to spend um, my time uh, on that. But worship uh, should be a very intimate place uh, involving you and God. Hallelujah. Amen. And it is meant to be a time of intimacy with the Lord. And we allow so many things to hinder that. We get distracted. Now, I know that Satan causes a lot of that. I understand that. Uh, And there's a lot of things that happens uh, that distract from that. But you've heard me make this statement uh, before because I've made it several times. Uh, But... The worship part of the service, that's God's part of the service. That's what we get. That's that's the only part of the service that God gets anything. Hallelujah. It's supposed to be uh, uh, directed to him. Uh, And I was reading one time uh, and getting some definitions of the word worship And there was one definition I remember one Bible dictionary gave a worship. And uh, I really like that definition. It says to attribute worth. To attribute worth. And that is one effort and aim of our worship as we worship God. We are attributing uh, worth to God. Letting him know that he is worthy amen and and you know church, we don't worship God uh for or we shouldn't worship God for what we get out of it, but you know as a song that our choir used to sing and uh and we still sing it sometimes as a as a worship song because of who you are. I give you glory, hallelujah, we worship Him. Just simply for uh, who He is, not for that we what we can receive or what we have received, but we worship Him for who He is. And I feel like that there's a need to transform our worship to try to make it more intimate uh, and between us and God. Uh, and try to cut out the distractions and things, uh, because that's what it's going to take for the Spirit of God to move, and we'll see this as I get down in the lesson tonight, and that's where needs will begin to be met in the service. Uh, If he will put up those scriptures, Acts chapter 13, verses 1 through 4, I want to read those tonight. Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simeon, that was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene, and Manan, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord... Now, uh, I've got that phrase underlined in my Bible because I was reading uh, and studying that, and, man, that jumped out at me uh, uh, and hit me hard. As they ministered, not to one another, not with one another, but to the Lord, and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Notice this. The Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed, that laid their hands on them. They sent them away. So they being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, departed in Seleucia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. Amen. Now, whether or not you realize it, this, this part of the chapter, Acts chapter 13 and the first four verses, is one of the very few pictures we have of apostolic worship in the New Testament to where there was actual church service going on. I mean, we, we know what they taught. We know what they did. But as far as recording, you know, they, they record uh, songs and they record messages here, and sometimes we we capture it on video. But if you look through the Book of Acts, you'll find that there's not many places, and this is one of the one uh, one of the uh, the very very few that gives us a glimpse into what the early church did when they came together for worship. Amen. And that one phrase says, As they ministered to the Lord. Now, I want, I want to understand. I want to understand what it means to minister to the Lord. I want to know what that means. And there were people there in that, in that church, uh, Church of Antioch. And by the way, if you'll recall your, um, uh, 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 your Bible, it was the church at Antioch and the church in Antioch where uh, the disciples were first called Christians. That's, that's where uh, the name originated. And history says they was given that name uh, as, as a mockery. But they gladly carried it uh, proudly, and it was there in the city of Antioch where they was first called Christians. Now, they were people there that had particular gifts. The Bible said that there were some prophets there, and there was teachers, and it names it names some of them, um, uh, Barnabas and Simeon, and uh, we 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 picked up Barnabas uh and other places uh in the bible and know some other works that Barnabas did. But what jumps out to me and what I want to talk about t- uh tonight, it says they ministered to the Lord. What what does that mean? I think it I think it behooves us to fully understand that. And if we call ourselves apostolic and the one reason why we call our apostolic Ourself apostolic as we, we say that we we, we we follow after the apostles' teachings and their doctrines. Well, right here we got a snapshot, a photograph, if you will, of the church in action. And what was it they were doing? They were ministering to the Lord. Now, the word minister is used. Most cases in the New Testament meaning to be a servant in reference to serving others that's what the majority of the of the uh, the uses of the word ministering means to to serve to serve other people amen but in this particular case when i when i went went back to the original And traced it back. In this particular case, uh, as it is denoted as doing to the Lord, it means being a worshiper. Being a worshiper. So the people at the church in Antioch were given worship to God. It was directly unto God. Amen. Amen they when when they come together they uh and they had spent time in prayer and in fasting and then they were they were ministering unto god they were and they they were they were focusing and they were they had their minds totally upon God their worship was all about God it wasn't about them hallelujah it was about god amen uh now worship today has evolved to being about just about, and this is one of the things I meant when I talked about some things we picked up uh, from the charismatic. Worship in a lot of circles today has evolved into just being about uh, what we can receive, amen, or, 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 or having our needs met. But in doing so, we rob God of something that He deserves and desires. Hallelujah. God... God deserves hearing some praise to his name. Amen. Some worship towards him. Hallelujah. And and to going along with this, there's something that ties in with this that I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I never put two and two together on this. And uh it just never had had clicked with me but there's something that came with the very first time that we see jesus and get ready uh to bring up chris if you don't mind matthew chapter 2 and verse 11 that gives us the very first time that we see jesus being worshiped in the new testament we find the worshipers bringing gifts to him. And that's the very first time that we notice Jesus being worshiped in the New Testament. Matthew 2 and 11. It's sad but the only time we we see this scripture or we read it in church has to do with Christmas time. Notice this, and when they were come into the house let me stop right there and give you one of my pet peeves too. All this stuff you see at Christmas time, and you see all these nativity scenes uh, with Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, and all animals at the stable with with the uh, uh, with the shepherds and the wise men. Never happened. The wise men never never was at the stable. Wise man never was at. By the time the wise men arrived, Joseph had done found him a house to be in. Amen. (laughs) Puts a plug in some people's (laughs) uh, traditions there, but as Brother Carl used to say the truth anyhow. Uh, And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary's mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Okay. Uh, They worshipped him. Now here's where it gets interesting, at least it does to me. I looked up. The word "worship" right there, where it said they worshipped Him, and please forgive my chopped up, because I mean, I as I've told you before, I know uh, uh, just enough of the Greek uh, to be dangerous, but I've got I've got the Greek word printed out here: proskune proskune That's the Greek word. That's the word that was actually put in the original when I used the word worship. And this is where I, this right here, folks, is what I I was talking about, about our worship being transformed and we become more intimate with God. Man, this touched my heart. And I begin to weep. Because I know and realize that so much of stuff down through my life that I've called worship has got nothing to do with worship. Pentecostal folks—they talk about denominational people, filled with their traditions. But you know, folks, we got we got plenty of our own. Some people—and don't get me wrong—I love. I, I love music. I mean, it's been all through my life. I mean, I, I love it and everything. But there's some people cannot w- worship God unless there's an organ going 110 miles an hour with, with drums in the background and tambourines being in the back and all that kind of stuff. And to prove my, prove my point with this, a few years ago, and this, this is this is when we traveled, Sister Darlene and I traveled with the Shelton family. I played uh, bass with them, Brother Charles on the game. Everybody knows about Brother Charles' guitar playing. And Gary, a uh, tremendous uh, keyboard player. And we was at a church down, somewhere down in West Tennessee. I can't even remember the city now. And you talk about getting down with it. Those folks were getting down with I mean, they were shouting. Coming and going. Me and Gary was sitting on the front pew, and man, they was over there just a dancing and just a shouting and carrying on. About that time, Gary just elbowed me in the side said, "Sammy," I said, "What?" He said, "You recognize that song that dudes playing on that on that Hammond B 3 I got to listen. And he looked over me and gave me a silly grin. About that time, I recognized it. That dude was up there, brother. And I'll I, I tell you this, because I know you. I know you're player. He was up there getting down on a Three Dog Night song. And oh man, they were just going. I mean, they were going with it. And they never knew the difference. They never knew the difference. And, but this right here, when the wise men came, and it took them a while to find Jesus and to follow that star, you know, because when, when by the time the king had found out, if you recall, he wanted, uh, when he went to kill all the children, it was from two years old. So it had been a while since the birth. But they fell down on their knees, uh, Brother Douglas, and they worshiped him. And that word worship in the original Greek, listen to this. It means to kiss the hand. Well, look at that. He's got it up there. Proskanuo. That's, that's pronunciation right there, and that's the Greek word, proskenuo. That's how you pronounce it. It means to kiss the hand, but that's not that's not all. We got any animal lovers in the building tonight? I know we got some. All right, to kiss the hand. As in tenderness, as a dog would lick his master's hand. After all the travel, and we don't know what they went through in that caravan when they first saw that star. Brother Douglas, they got there and they worshiped him. No music involved, no beat going. They just got down on their knees and they was lavishing on Jesus as of the tenderness of a kiss, but as a dog would lick his master's hand. The wise man lavished upon the babe Jesus all manner of love, adoration, and praise and offered unto him the best. After they done that, then they offered unto him the best of their financial abundance. All the worship was all pointed towards Jesus. I counseled a married couple one time several years ago that was having some marital problems, and they've been married about twenty best I can remember about twenty one or twenty two years and they was having some difficulties and uh as we was breaking things down and trying to find out what the root of the problem is one of her m- major complaints was, and she told me through weeping with him sitting there too, he never tells me he loves me. And he was all male because his reply was, he looked at her, he said, well, I told you once 20 years ago and I thought you knew it. It helps to say that again from time to time. Because if you love somebody, you like to hear that. There's not a day go by that we don't pass that word back and forth between us, Minister Darlene, several times. And I believe God, don't just use the cop-out, well, God knows my heart. God wants you and me to show him some signs that we love him, that we appreciate him. And when we come to his house and we begin to worship him and we begin to give spiritual kisses to him, lavish upon him, Lord, you've been good to me this week. You moved for me this week. I love you, Lord. We don't do that enough. We don't let him know that enough. We take too much for granted. Just like sometimes... Husbands and wives take too much for granted for the other. There's a reason why God does not move every time the way that we think he should move. Hallelujah. Notice again the church in Antioch. As they come together and they begin to minister to the Lord, they begin to lavish worship upon Him. It was then, when we begin to minister to God, it's then that God reveals His will to the church. Lord of mercy, how many times have I had people ask me, what's God's will for me, Brother Sammy? If you want God to reveal his will for you, worship him. Because when the church comes together and they begin to worship him, Oh, hallelujah, my son, When we touch heaven in a caring and loving way, the spiritual realm will respond in demonstration, speaking to the church, amen, the will of God. Because when they begin to worship him and they lavish their praise upon him, letting their adoration, then the Bible said the Holy Ghost spoke. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We want to see more of the gifts and operation in the church. Let's have some real worship. We don't know who it was. But God used the gift of one of those prophets that was in that church. And I can almost imagine because we have seen it here in the midst of the worship. All of a sudden the Holy Ghost spoke out in another language. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And the Holy Ghost says, separate me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. They didn't get together and have a business meeting and do a bunch of voting. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost said, it's time to send these two people out. Glory to God. The Holy Ghost said, hallelujah, separate me Barnabas and Saul. For the work were I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. And we know how God began to move by Paul and Barnabas from that moment on. Hallelujah. The church just didn't decide. Said, Well, we, got to, we need to start a missionary outreach here. They didn't have their mind on missionaries. They just had come together, sister, and they was worshiping God. They were ministering unto God. And all of a sudden, heaven responded. Brother, when there's needs to be met, hallelujah, when there's deliverance needed, when the church comes together and ministers to God, it's going to move something into heavenlies. Heaven will respond. Ooh, my Lord! Glory to God, Lord. I want to be a better worshiper. I want to be a better worshiper. Amen. Glory to God. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Amen. But I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop right there. Amen. I. I've got my time out there. Anybody got any comments or questions about what we what we talked about? Yes sis.